welcome to the History 300S World History Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Tom Kyle. Today, I will be discussing the geography of iron prior to the early 19th century. Thanks for tuning in, and I'm excited to tell the story to you guys. So, the geography of iron before 1800. Who had iron? Where were these people, and how did they develop the techniques to have iron? Well, the first thing to address is that this topic covers an enormous amount of time. It's believed that the first people to smelt iron and deliberately do so for its purposes did this technique around four millennia ago. Now, this is about 3,800 years of history that I am going to be exploring. So, it is important to note that it's mostly going to be big ideas, and a lot of my research focuses on how iron was developed by people and why it spread to the places it did. This will help explain how the geography of iron came to be before 1800. Now, the first topic I will address is who were the first people to deliberately smelt iron for its purposes? Iron has a very high melting temperature. However, iron ore can be heated into a slag, which can be formed into different shapes that can be used for tools and weapons. Although slag is not the most strong, durable, material and it cannot be formed formed into sharp edges that might be useful for weapons and farming. It is a useful substance that people were willing to use rather than stone or their expensive bronze counterparts. So two books titled The Coming of the Age of Iron and the geography of iron and steel concur that the first people to deliberately smelt iron were the Paphlagonians in modern-day Turkey. This area of Anatolia contains a lot of archaeological evidence that suggests that these people were the first to deliberately smelt iron around the third millennium BCE. So this is an extremely large amount of time from the early 1800s. How did iron spread from Anatolia to the rest of the world by 1800? Now this story is what my research will attempt to answer. A few thousand years after the Paphlagonians first deliberately smelted iron, societies in Europe, Africa, Asia, specifically China, in India, all had iron, and iron was an essential tool, material, to make tools for weaponry and farming. So, there's an unignorable trend here that modern-day Turkey is the center of all of these locations. Geographically, Turkey can can reach Europe, Africa, India, and China by land. So 
Is it true that this knowledge of iron technology spread to these regions? And that's the only reason why the geography of iron is the way that it was, or was the way that it was in the Iron Age? No, this is not the full story. And I'll explain why. But first, I'll use European iron technological development as a baseline for a few reasons. Primarily, there is the most evidence on Europe in regards to iron. And two, other regions in their development of iron, smelting, knowledge, and techniques parallel the European story in a lot of ways. So first, let's dive into how Europe came to use iron for tools and weapons. Knowledge of iron spread to the Mediterranean from Anatolia very quickly due to the proximity. Also, there were a lot of metallurgical processes already understood by the Bronze Age prominent societies, such as the Greeks. For this reason, knowledge of metallurgy and the location of the European Mediterranean, this region developed iron smelting techniques very early on. From here, the Celts near the upper basin of the Danube River migrated throughout all of Europe. And the Geography of Iron and Steel, the book I already mentioned, suggests that the Celts brought with them their knowledge of iron smelting and using iron for tools and weapons. The Celts migrated to Northern Europe, Western Europe, all throughout the Iberian, and eventually to Britain. Now, this isn't to say that the way, the ways that these peoples smelted iron is the exact same. The processes for which iron was used are all regional, and there are a lot of independent regional development of technologies. For example, the Rhineland had iron ore very different from that of the iron ore in the Iberian Peninsula. For this reason, the early hearths and bloomeries that would heat iron ore into the slag are very different. However, there are some similarities between throughout all of Europe. One person needed iron ore, a source of heat that early on came in the form of a hearth or a bloomery, and wood or in the form of charcoal to heat the iron ore. Now, iron becomes more strong, becomes stronger in its properties, the higher the carbon content is. And the only way to increase the carbon content of iron is to smelt iron at a higher temperature. And unfortunately, these hearths weren't quite hot enough to smelt iron to be in a form that is terribly strong or the iron that we know today. It wasn't until the 15th century when 
the blast furnace was invented by the people of the Rhineland. This blast furnace utilized water, flowing water, to essentially heat up a fire using drafts from the drafts that are produced from flowing water in a wheel. So once this technology was achieved by the European peoples, again, the knowledge of this technology spread throughout Europe and people were smelting iron with higher carbon contents at a higher temperature, which allowed the iron to become more strong and more useful. Once the iron became a higher quality, regions such as regions in Switzerland, Sweden, Britain, Spain, Portugal, and modern day Germany, all started to trade their regional iron. And this trade not only mirrored the development of civilization and society, but it also helped spread the knowledge of iron as a strong material to be used for weapons and tools. Moreover, it also spread the knowledge of iron smelting techniques. So to conclude the European portion of iron and the geography of iron, a combination of independent regional iron smelting techniques and the spread of knowledge is the reason why iron played such a large role in European societies. The region most unlike Europe in its history of iron is Southeast Asia, China. So the Chinese were very, very early and they were the first society to learn how to smelt cast iron, which is a form of iron, which is very high in carbon. This, as I said before, causes iron that is much stronger and much more useful for tools. This development came because of the blast furnace, which was an independent development of a blast furnace from the blast furnace in Europe. This is extremely interesting that humans in China and humans in Europe came up with a similar invention for a similar purpose, so far away from each other, independently of each other. Even though the knowledge of iron and the idea of smelting iron might have spread from a central location. The application and the reason why iron became so prominent is due to, in a large part, independent advancements by region. So to conclude, China is believed by historians, specifically the authors of the coming of the age of iron, that iron was discovered independently of Paphlagonia, although it is not 100% known that knowledge did not spread to the Far East from modern day Turkey. Regardless of how the Chinese learned of iron, they developed their own techniques that were very successful in yielding high carbon iron far before their European counterparts. The next two regions, Africa and India, have an incredibly similar history on how iron came to be. In Africa, there's a debate whether between whether or not knowledge of iron was migrated into Africa 
by the Phoenicians and ultimately the Bantu speakers, or if Africans themselves independently learned to smelt iron. So the one school of thought believes that the Phoenicians migrated with knowledge of iron from the Middle East into West Africa, where they ran into the Bantu speakers, who from there spread into Southern Africa with this learned knowledge of iron. The other idea suggests that there is archeological evidence that Africans smelted iron long before the, the Anatolians ever did. However, this also relies on carbon dating techniques, which are not 100% conclusive. Similarly, in India, there is a debate between two similar schools of thought to those in Africa. The Aryans entered India from the northwest of the subcontinent with knowledge of iron and ultimately translated this knowledge of iron into the people of India. However, again, in northeast India, in the Kasai Hills, there is, again, archaeological evidence that suggests that these people of the area smelted iron on their own prior to any foreign knowledge of this technique. Now, this debate in both areas and competing evidence suggests that there might have been an independent learning of iron smelting, but also there was a large amount of migration of this knowledge to help at least supplement, if not be the sole purpose of the reason that iron and iron smelting techniques are all throughout the areas of land that are connected to Anatolia and the Old World. It is important for me to note that in the Americas, in both North and South America, there is a rather small amount of evidence that iron even existed or people even smelted iron in these regions. Now in the South America, there was definitely metallurgy that occurred However, there is little evidence to no evidence to suggest that people smelted iron and that this metallurgy knowledge included iron whatsoever. There is, however, some evidence that in the Northwestern Territory of modern day United States, the natives of the area did smelt iron. However, their uses and their success was rather limited. So for my purposes, Iron did not play a role in the societies of the Americas until European colonization. I'm now ready to answer the question that I proposed at the beginning of this podcast. First, who had iron? Well, the peoples of the Middle East, Europe, Africa, India, and Asia all had iron during the Iron Age which occurred from around 800 BCE until 500 AD, roughly. Where did these people have iron? Well, the same regions that I just mentioned, and along with the Americas after European colonization, with the caveat of some iron smelting evidence in the Americas prior to European entry. How did they come to know of this knowledge, and how did they smelt iron? Well, the Paphlagonians are the first to smelt iron deliberately 
and from there, knowledge spread. Slowly, but knowledge did spread, along with independent advancements in regional techniques in Africa, India, China, and Europe. These techniques all followed a similar process of smelting iron at low temperatures, creating slag that could be used but wasn't the most useful material, and then slowly learning and developing techniques all independent of one another on how to smelt iron at higher temperatures. These higher temperatures induced carbon to be within molecularly within the iron, which created stronger forms of the material that could be practically used for tools such as farming tools for the most part and weapons. These answers the first three big questions. Now, why? Why did this happen? I kind of alluded to it throughout the podcast, but I believe that I believe that the civilization in modern day Turkey were the first to deliberately smelt iron and use the product. People in Europe, Africa, India, and Asia all smelted and used iron, and this spread is a product of a combination of the slow spread of knowledge and regionally independent advancements. From here, European colonization spread the knowledge of iron to the rest of the world. This thesis that I have is a result of my research from each of the different regions. And by far, the two most useful books in my research that I've already mentioned are titled The Coming Age of Iron by multiple authors and The Geography of Iron and Steel by Norman Pounds. This concludes my research on the topic of the geography of iron and steel. However, there are a few related themes that I wish to discuss. First of all, there's a parallel to colonization with iron, as of anything. It hit me during my research that the geography of iron is a truly fascinating subject, and it's really important because it's spread throughout the old world and all regions throughout that are connected by land to the Middle East for reasons that I've already discussed. But this material had no real effect in the civilizations of the Americas until colonization happened. And this kind of parallels a point made by ecological imperialism that colonization truly affected and changed the demographics of the colonized lands and iron as a material is just another example of this. Finally, iron had a huge impact in society. Specifically in Africa, Zimbabwe completely skipped the Bronze Age. This region went straight from the Stone Age to the Iron Age, which is a huge cultural shock for the people of the region. And the civilizations in Africa that perfected and independently came up with iron smelting techniques to create materials and weapons that are very useful began to experience a brief period of hegemony in the area. Furthermore, in Europe, iron and its development paralleled an extreme development of culture and civilization in the region.
So it is truly fascinating that the geography of iron and how it came to be is so interconnected to other world history themes. genuinely thank everyone for listening into my podcast today be sure to stay tuned for my research on the next logical topic steel furthermore if you're into steel be sure to tune in on sundays to watch the pittsburgh steelers as they seek out their seventh super bowl title thank you again and i hope everyone has a wonderful day